Information is not knowledge. The only source of knowledge is experience. You need experience to gain wisdom. Albert Einstein. The future depends on what we do in the present. Gandhi. What's going on, Shadow Corner fam? It's your friendly neighborhood Fluffy Ninja here to give you your good old topic of this lovely Tuesday afternoon. I am your host, Cyan. If you don't already know who I am, I am a shadow life coach, which means I'm the coach that helps you deconstruct and reconstruct how you think and feel in your mindset, as well as looking below the surface to get to the root of the problem so that way your authentic self can shine through. I would like to take this time to say thank you to the Showing Up Perspectives on Cancer team with Tim Sohn. I really appreciate that time in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It was a ball. Can't wait to do it again next year. And we also have a special episode for that event coming up October 10th. And I'm hoping that you guys can tune in and listen to it. It's going to be called the Drop-In, Shadow Corner Drop-In. That is where we are invited to events and we do kind of like a cover of what part of the event was the most breathtaking. In this case, there was a young lady interviewed by the name of Shannon and she was diagnosed with a a stomach cancer. And through her story, she's teaching everyone how to get their checkups as young as 45 and under and to be able to be your own self-advocate. I hope that you're able to tune in October 10th for this special episode. Now, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and dive in to our topic for today. So I know we've been talking about a bunch of heavy stuff, patterns and triggers, the difference in how you're giving people access to you. But I never tell y'all about where I get my knowledge from. Or in this case, why do I keep putting books at the bottom of my show notes along with the journal prompts? A wise man once told me that everyone that we run into, young, old, or in between, is a walking library. And that you can always take a page out of their book, whether it be under observation or under reading in between the lines of what they, taking what they've learned and applying it to your life as a whole. So I like to look at when I read books, when I read quotes, they're a way to give you a heightened sense of a different perspective because that's how I learned. I learned that in every book, the storyteller is trying to portray something and give you little or even big things that can either aid you in your life journey or even help you along the way. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the top books to me that I feel that you need to have in your journey, in your beginning self-help journey, and also self-evaluation, whatever you want to call your era that you are in right now to be the best you. So let's start off with the mind. And I want to begin by saying that I do not own the rights to any of these books. These are books that were either referred to me or I found them later on. Now, the first book I want to give you is The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. That is for the mind. What I took away from this book, since I'm still reading it, but I'm still gaining more at the same time. There's one section in the book where he talks about a certain king or a certain person in it where they win the king's favor by showing up as himself, showing up and giving his all and being himself and not gaining enemies. 
because in this sense, he, the person that we're saying, he's aiming to be the next king or the next general. So in this sense, he wants to gain allies. But like every other kingdom, the king doesn't always last long. So he gathers all the generals and the kings around and say, look, I would love to live a long time. And in order for me to do that, I know we can't have no beef. So here's my offer to you. You can either A, let down your arms, give up your lands and stuff, and I will take care of you for the rest of your days and make sure that all of our civilizations can thrive and one go. Or you can take the sense of taking the chance of battling me in war and possibly losing and single-handedly leaving your history to be bleached out of civilization. At least that's what I picked up on it. So he was not trying to be a butt. He was just saying like, look, all of us have a legacy to build and we can either build it together or we can build it on separate terms. And I'm going to tell you this right now, I'm going to win. Not because I say so, because I look at the stats of each and every one of your kingdoms and yeah, yeah. (laughs) So in, in his case, I looked at it. What I learned was when it comes down to building allies and being able to build a legacy and build an empire, you have to know not only your enemy, but you have to know exactly what it is that you are personally trying to gain. See, a lot of people, when they think about the mind, they think about, oh, it's a checkers game. It's a chess game. It's way more than that. Because even in checkers and chess, you lose a lot before you can gain the biggest win. But the one thing that you have to understand as someone that's playing the game is that you have more control in the situation than you realize. And the sooner that you understand that, the sooner that you will gain as much power and as much influence to where any kingdom that tries to rise above you, they won't even hit close. And I feel like we should all not have that the mindset of conquering, but have the mindset of understanding that in this life, you're going to have people that are going to try your existence. And you need to be mentally, emotionally, and spiritually prepared when that time comes, because it's not always personal. It's just good business. And if the facts are the facts, you just have to live with that. <laughs> just That was my take on the book so far. And I'm hoping I can learn a lot more as it goes along. The second book that I want you to take heed of in this sense is trying to make sure that I say the name right. Get Good With Money by Tiffany the Budgenista. Now, I know that a lot of people, and I've read this whole book. I know that a lot of people say, well, I don't need that book because I'm good with money. That is good for you. But for those that don't mind learning a lot more that you can be good with when it comes to money, then this will actually help you in the long run when you're trying to actually get your ish together. As a business owner, I realized that not everybody knows the right way to direct the coin. So when I went seeking for knowledge on other ways that I could invest to keep Shadow Corner thriving, even through um, a lot of things, this book gave me so many different budgeting tools that even some that, that were similar to like how my mother taught me, but it gave me a step further, if that makes any sense. So mentally, I think that that's something that we really need and that we also need that that knowledge of. You can have friends that do it. I even have a friend that's an accountant. She helps me when I'm like, I don't understand. 
this section. Can you please explain to me my brain hurts? <laughs> Shout out to Ashley. I appreciate you so much. And I'm going to give you a third book that I think that you should also take in consideration. It is called Black Privilege by Charlemagne the God. So why I think you should have this book. Charlemagne the God is from South Carolina, which is where I am from. That is not the reason why you should get this book. That is an additional plus ting. Why I feel like you should get this book as well is because he knows how to step out of his comfort zone and learn how to take the hits when it comes down to someone showing up in your life. When we're talking about mentally showing up for yourself, because his individual actions made it hard to make excuses, but easy, easy enough to show, but had no choice but to show up, if that makes any sense. So if you're looking for a book that will help you show up and help you look you in the face, yeah, you need this book. I, I give it a 10 out of a thousand. That's how good this book is. He has another book too, but this specific one, I love it. Hands down the best read I've read next to the Kevin Hart series. But that is all like as far as mine wise that I'm going to give you because I can't give you all my nuggets. You got to get the rest of later. So now that we shift on to the body. So when we talk about the body, I'm not saying that I'm like physical health because I know that's very important, but I'm talking about nutritional wise. I'm talking about validity. I'm talking about being present within your body in itself, knowing what you put in is what you get out. So I think that one of the best books that I can give to you when it comes part to this is giving your giving to yourself first by Yama Van Zandt. Now, if you are a person that does not like to physically read in any of these books, they do make audible versions of these books, so you won't have to worry about it. You'll just have to listen. Put on your thinking caps, put on your listening caps. Uh, that is one way I can tell you. So in this one specifically by Yama Van Van, she is helping you be present in the moment and learning to teach you how to give to yourself first before giving to others. This is also pertaining to emotional. This is also pertaining to self. So I feel like that book is very important and that it should be read when you're at a crossroads of trying to learn how to kind of counteract the chronic people-pleasing syndrome. Another book that I want to give you is called How to Breathe by Ashley Nisi. She teaches about different forms of breath work, and she also teaches to you about different ways to approach a situation during high levels of stress and be able to handle them once they arise. This is important because, like I tell you before, not everybody is going to be for you, nor are they going to give a care about what you got going on, but you should be the one to care the most. So in this case, learning breathwork for me helped me for my stress mental because I always felt like I had the world on my shoulders and nobody saw the book bag that I had to carry. So when I read about this book, I felt as if that if anything else, that maybe, just maybe, this would help me in calming down in certain situations. So this in itself will help you in that. I got another gem for you, if you don't mind. And I'm pretty sure that you won't mind. Um, so in this last book, 
I feel like it's also a very good read and a very good sense of what you're trying to do body-wise. So the last book for when it comes to body is uh, The Six Habits of Growth. Now, when I said nutrition earlier, I wasn't talking about actual physical nutrition. I'm talking about spiritual nutrition. So bear with me as I had to figure that out. Basically, it's called The Six Habits of Growth by Brandon Burchard. I will put it in the show show notes, I promise. This book is also a game changer and a tool setter. So that way you're able to recognize any personal red flags, any personal self-sabotaging behaviors that you may have that will affect you later on in the future. So I want you to look at these books. I know a lot thrown at you, but I think you're going to like them very much. Now, here's the last part, which is the spirit. For those of you that love a good read for spiritually, for you trying to feed your spirit, I have plenty for you, but I'm only going to be able to give you a couple. The first one that I can give you that I think you will love so much is Unlearn by Humble the Poet. In this book, there are a bunch of poems. Each individual poem has their own significance, and they also teach you their significance in the process. I'm not going to give you a sneak peek of what one of those things are. I'm just going to let you find out. You'll thank me later. The next one is called Healing Ancestral Karma by Dr. Stephen Farmer. Dr. Stephen Farmer is a well-known man in the shamanic practice field. He also is the person that actually made my very first Oracle deck. And I have high respect for him because in this book, it talks about the karmatic debts that your ancestors have put upon the generation or the, he puts upon the, the following generation to finish. Sometimes it can be like one individual ancestor. Sometimes it could be a bunch of them, but it gives you a sense of how do I put it? So you know how, like when you feel that sometimes the way the world is on your shoulders, but you didn't ask for it sometimes. And he explains this in his book. Sometimes it is ancestral karma that is put upon the bloodline that you have to break as the as the descendant of that ancestor. So it gives you a breakdown of what that looks like and how you can tell the difference between the two. So in this sense, in the healing ancestral karma, it taught me a lot about, in some ways, accountability. It taught me about like not making excuses for the things that I have to get done. And it taught me other deeper things spiritually that I will not discuss on this mic, probably another time, but it is a great read and I highly recommend it. The next one was actually two, Taming Your Gremlin by Rick Carson. With Taming Your Gremlin, it talks about you taming that for those that have like anger issues and they're wondering why they get irritated so easily. This book belongs to you. This man gives exercises as well as prompts and questions for you to ask yourself as you're going through that, going through that mental notion. And he also gives you of where and sometimes when does that that gremlin come out. He even describes it by name in different subjects. So it's a really good read. I think you would love it. The second book to that that I would ask to add with that is the Adult Children of Emotional Immature Parents. That is a lot. 
And after I just throw it at you, and I'm sorry, it is by Lindsay C. Gibson. She talks about the different situations and how to deal with the emotional immaturities of parents. This book is for people that are dealing with like young mothers or young fathers that had to force, had to be forced to grow up and had their like, how do I put it? Had their youth taken from them, so to speak. And it also helps you in how to handle those types of situations. So I really think that that's, that's something that you can actually look into. And I think it'd be really good for you if you are dealing with that type of thing. And the last book that I want to give you is called Abundance by Deepak Chokra. I have not fully finished that book. However, so far, his words on describing what abundance is and how to, how it's defined is top tier. Because usually when we think of abundance, we think of money. We think of like having everything we want. But your abundance is determined by your surroundings, um, what you're ingesting nutritionally, as in your spiritual health, rather than just not just your um, actual physical health, because that also plays a part. If you know anything about chakras, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So those are a couple of books that I think that you should check out. You don't have any affirmations today and you don't have any journal prompts today. The only thing that I ask of you for this episode is to make sure that you check out some of these books, read them, listen to them, don't care what you do with them. Keep them in your library as you're going on your spiritual journey. Because I assure you, one way, shape, or form, you're going to need any of these masters to get you through. I promise. And that's all the time we have for this week. I will see y'all in two weeks. I hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day and that you stay awesome. Peace and love, guys. Hi, everyone. It's your coach, Cyan. Thank you so much for joining in on the conversation for this week on Shadow Corner. Please don't forget to follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Shadow Corner Fam, Instagram, Shadow Life Coaching, and TikTok, Shadow Corner Life Coaching, LLC, where you can get more tips on continuing the journey to you. And I'll see you in two weeks. This be great.